This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about face creams. We're going to talk about the scientific effectiveness of moisturizer and also the only face cream that technically, according to science, helps against wrinkles. So let's get into it. How's your face feeling today? I don't know. <laughs> I actually, because we were doing this, I just put some face cream on. Wow. Do, can you Drop the skin can you tell? Oh my God. You're glowing. Oh you're dewy. Um... Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this because I don't do that much to my face. As and... uh, gays, yeah. uh, spelt G-A-Y-S, not G-A-Z-E, <laughs> okay? okay. Um, I don't think we have... Like you don't really have skincare routine. We don't got the gene. Yeah, yeah. And like we're not good at designing. We're not good at skincare routine. I feel like I'm pretty good at fashion. I'm just like these stereotypes are all over the place for us. But um, yeah, I don't really like a lot of people sometimes like will write in our comments like drop the skincare routine, and I'm like it doesn't exist. <laughs> you, I mean, you definitely have more than I do. I think we should talk about that once we get to that segment. Okay, true, um, true. Because I am curious about what true, you do, what's true. in your regimen. Even though I like see sometimes you have little like tinctures and stuff going. On, you've got a whole chemistry set. Don't oh act like God. you ain't got no face regime. No, but well, once you find out what it actually is, you're gonna realize I don't. But anyways, okay. <laughs> uh, how's it going? Um, good. We are into the school season. Back I know. to school. I, how's everyone doing? Is everyone freaking out? <laughs> well, I'm. I'm worried. I don't know. I'm. We I'm don't. Not even, we don't have any relationship to it. But I am worried. I'm, I'm worried about teachers. I'm worried about students. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Things are so weird. I mean, things are changed so much. But I guess I just sort of sometimes think like. You know, we're still in a pandemic. I, I don't know. On Instagram, I see people like flying places and like, mm. it's just weird. Sometimes I'm just like, we just stay in our house. And sometimes I'm just like, everyone else is doing that, right? And I don't I know. know. I know. No, I, I'm in like, and two big celebrities just got positive tests, like The Rock and what's his name? Uh, Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. That was interesting to me because I'm like, yeah, people are obviously starting up the entertainment industry because we all know it's essential. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I I was like, yeah, this is going to happen. And the results and the long-term effects of coronavirus are unknown, but it mm-hmm. affects your heart. It affects all these organs. I'm just like, right. is just Robert Pattinson get, yeah. actually upset right now that he mm-hmm. was 
quote unquote, was he forced to do the Batman? Like, right. like how is it working in the entertainment industry? Like, are people just not aware of the dangers? I think it was maybe being filmed in the UK. I don't know. That to me is really interesting that a high profile celebrity who's clearly gone back to work in group settings has now got it mm-hmm. is like from a semiotic perspective, I think very like telling. And, and just the beginning, because we don't know those long-term impacts. So we might see people, both celebrity and non in years being like, this is actually worse than I thought. Like I've, I have residual impacts, even yeah. though I didn't get that sick necessarily. Maybe I can't run as far. Yeah, like, I oh don't my wanna... God, the rock. It's like, he's like j- 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 jacked. He's probably going to be yeah. so pissed if he can't really, know, like we'll lift see. a car or whatever he does in the morning to work out. Like that's <laughs> like, like he's an interesting person too, from like a physical mm-hmm. perspective. People are always like, the rock. Yeah, his physicality <laughs> matters so much. And like, maybe he can help us understand if steroids help. And all <laughs> Gosh, it's crazy how we have been talking about this for so long. Everyone has. It's just like, every time we start a podcast, it's like, what is the new update? with this but and it may be for quite some time we may you were writing and working on an episode the other day related to the future of this so yeah so i'm gonna, i'm right now researching how will we all get the vaccine like mm-hmm. how will it be rolled out and it's fascinating and i just one thing i'll say is we all have to prepare for a long time of this idea of opening up and closing and outbreaks and it's gonna be a lot, but maybe people aren't ready to hear about that right now. They came to hear about faith screens. Exactly. So we're going to distract uh, ourselves let's with jump the skincare into our What did you learn this oh, yeah. week? <laughs> Just to like uh, get our minds off this. <laughs> oh, what did we learn this week? So I found out this week something about fertilization that just made me real rethink the way that we're all taught it which is that you know i was always taught that the sperm with like by like the rock as a sperm <laughs> what? like like chasing the other sperm oh, and like the, the fastest sperm, sperm is the one to that, the egg yeah. and then it's like the egg is just sort of this like complacent thing in it it's like it's like sort of how sexism is seeped into science like that is honestly what i was taught mm. but really like doing my research and also new research it's like Eggs attract the sperm to them using chemo attractants. And then different eggs, chemo attractants uh, um, attract different sperm. And also the egg decides which sperm fuses based what? on proteins. So it's like when you think about it, it's like, okay. <laughs> if you really stop and think actually, about it. <laughs> it's the sperm that is more complacent, quote unquote, in, this, in the act of fertilization. And is the egg that is attracting and deciding who goes in. I think that's just interesting because it's like the actual science goes against the way that we put biases. Like the characterizations we give to these things. Exactly. Which are all obviously... Male uh, reflections of mm. our beliefs in gender roles. Yeah, it's like it's just like it, to me, it was really obvious. It was really telling, and I thought it was like when I think about what I learned this week, it really like stuck out. Like that was a learning moment. I found myself telling people that, and it's like it's interesting. And so I, I don't know. I think that's just something that's worth knowing. Being like, it's not <laughs> the rock as sperm jacked mm. punching the other sperm, and then the strongest one gets it, and then you, my friend, are the strongest sperm. <laughs> Just like that's literally not true. Anyways, that's what I learned. No, that's really cool. I mean, it's an interesting conversation around just just science in general and how we contextualize information. We've talked about before. I won't say too much on it, but how the view of Neanderthals was for a long time is these kind of like dumb creatures until people started being like, oh, it's like in white people too. Like actually we realized they're really smart and they use lots of tools and all these things as those studies came out. So I think it, it does go to show our contextualization contextualization of science can change over time and sometimes a fact can be pursued like perceived in different ways yeah for sure yeah it's rooted in 
masculinity as an ideal and I guess in that case as white supremacy as an ideal. So that's something we always need to be looking out for while we read and study science. I have some really cool science news today. A new study, very new, very new. That's like Trump. Oh <laughs> very my God. new. It's the newest. Very new. It's the newest. Oh, it's the absolute newest study. It's the biggest study. The biggest study. The most people ever no, studied in the study. It's a great study. Oh my um, God. It's found a molecule <laughs> in honeybee venom destroys breast cancer cells. This was a oh. lab study. Really cool. It's kind of like been going. It's in like vitro, going. obviously. Uh, like yes, right now. That'll be one vivo. of the caveats. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's at the end of my study. Thanks for burying the lead. Or I guess I buried the lead. But <laughs> So basically, it's a specific type of aggressive cancer cells that they've been testing on called triple negative breast cancer. So because it's so aggressive, they have not had necessarily great therapies for this or great treatments wow. options for it. Um, and the previous options they have had for it also have negative impacts on healthy cells. So that's why this is really exciting because this honeybee venom is able to target those cells without hurting other cells in the process. So huh. in the bee's venom, they have something called melatonin, which makes their venom painful to us. So if you get stung, that's like the painful part. But they actually have it throughout their tissue and their body to fight cool. off pathogens for themselves. And so oh, scientists okay. were testing this, trying to figure out, like, is it the venom in general? Is it this substance or, sorry, this uh, protein? And it ended up being the melatonin that they realized is actually causing the tumor cells to break down. And basically using it, it killed the cells in 60 minutes. The melatonin would do that, which was really cool. Um, ultimately, it's blocking Oh, if, if you block melatonin by an antibody, the cancer would still grow. So they're, this is just like narrowing down. Yeah, like how they for sure, exactly. it's this substance. And ultimately, melatonin interferes with the can cancer's signaling pathway, which messes up their replication process. Wow. And one really cool thing at the end, they said they, had, they tried to make a synthetic version of it, and it worked in the same way. So by looking huh. at that molecule, they remade it, and it still had that impact. Oh, that's awesome, because then you know, like farm bees or it's like we need bees too we're yeah. like okay bees we need you to like pollinate all of our food and also bt dubs <laughs> we're also going to take some of you because we need you to like get rid of our well, cancers it also just kind of uh, it's a positive way to also be like we really need to take care of bees you know there's amazing properties that we're learning from them not to say we need to exploit them like it's great that we yeah. can study them because we've realized that honeybee venom has also been used to treat eczema it has anti-tumor properties they found in the past and so we're like okay we can't let this catastrophe that's happening with them we can't take it with a grain of salt or what is that? what's the phrase we can't not take it seriously basically yeah because yeah. i think we have a much to learn from honeybees and if we're just gonna let their populations collapse that'll be a really th sad thing now to end the caveat was yes this has been still experimental been tested in petri dishes uh so now the the sort of end result is that they want to see these tests expanded to make sure that there's real world safety and effectiveness within humans. Yeah. I mean that, yeah, it's not to say that it's like ready to, there's not like used, a drug, that but it's still using. really fascinating and yeah. it's an interesting insight into how these sorts of treatments are developed and just understanding these properties of honeybee venom and which was i didn't know obviously it's not that surprising but different from like bumblebee venom they had tested it and his honeybee venom has this mm. property wow Ugh, i don't know i love bees yeah they're I really fascinating bees. i mean it's just like sometimes it's like why do you keep coming back to me like i don't mind doing like a soft little soft, 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 soft but eventually it's like okay <laughs> What's on? Okay, me? well, what I will say <laughs> is that you have the Stop! no, no, but you do have like, I, I was actually thinking about this. I was remember always being told like, don't react mm -hmm. 
And so I think I don't that much, but it just depends. Sometimes but some, they but feel, feel more like aggressive. You do. Yeah, I feel like you do. Like this is so interesting. Like I'm like I don't even know if this is even like true or not. But I I kind of just like ignore them, and then I don't even really realize that they're around that much. Like I'm just I'm actually more picturing wasps. Like when we're outside and mm-hmm. we're eating in the summer, I do ignore them. Sometimes like to the point where I'm worrying like when I'm like eating a cob of corn, I'm like, did I just swallow one? You know what I mean? Like if they're <laughs> on my food, I just try <laughs> and be like, just try and be like, just eat like whatever. Well, I'd say that but perhaps that's we live insane. in a world where, and I don't know this to be true about bees, but I certainly know it to be true about mosquitoes that I attract more 100%. Right. Oh, I think we that have, is definitely a separate conversation. I but, know. But, but what I'm saying is perhaps you don't get as bothered because perhaps you are attracting less. I don't know. I have never thought okay, about bees. Whoa. Trump, here's Trump again. Going no, with some what? random fat. Really? No, do you, can you agree with me that um, mis- I, I yes. get way more mosquito bites? And so I, for some reason, mosquitoes are more attracted and to I me. And I do think that, like, based on my research and we, I've looked into this, it makes sense for mosquitoes. I have never read anything about why a wasp all would I'm be more attracted to you than I mean, just because we just because we don't know why doesn't mean there isn't a reason. Uh, that's true, and Mike that drop. is why I was no, that's why I was calling you Trump. I'm like, that's literally what he says. Like, just because we don't know that, just because we don't know that UV light doesn't around a virus doesn't mean it doesn't. What? Oh my god, we're literally I'm in a fight. So annoyed with you. <laughs> like that is not you're being Trump. I'm saying there's lots of unexplored reasons that we just have no like it's possible that I ha- attract more bees. Yeah, no, that is fair. You're like, I never even noticed them. I eat my corn. It's like, what? You never <laughs> swallowed a bee. You crazy. No, no, I know. Just sometimes I'm like in my head, I'm like, okay, just don't react. That's like how you deal with it. And then sometimes I'm like, Greg, I think you're actually not reacting so much that you might just like eat a bee if you're not careful. We need to get off of this. Okay. <laughs> Let's go into our study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. So we are talking about face creams. Yes. Do we want do you use face so creams? So here's what I'll say. I don't have a lot of experience. I've definitely tried, you know, face masks. I have some of those that for me, I mostly do it in the winter because I get really bad dry skin. So um even whether it's a face mask, whether it's moisturizer, whether it's like trying other products. The only products I've ever bought myself are just like t- general face cream or hand cream. And then I have had some face masks, you know, for those relaxing evenings where you just want to like chill out and feel like part of a routine or part of a ritual. But there are always like ones we got in Korea that are like a tiger face. And it's like so funny because you're <laughs> you walking on me and I'm just like yeah. some freaky animal. But it actually looks like a clown. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say I don't really have a face regime. I don't really wash my face that often either. I, I don't know. Do you? Uh, I know that sounds no. weird, but I because I have dry skin, if I wash it too often, I'll get dry. Like, weirdly, I don't usually have this happen in the summer, but I did just put um, face cream on today because I was like, I'm kind of weirdly dry for the summertime. Like, maybe the air has been particularly dry. Usually in the uh, winter, I, much, I have much drier skin, like, all over on my arms and legs. And, and well, I kind of want to go into our studies because I think it's going to inform our conversations even about our own skincare sure. routines. Because okay. I do think that, uh, yeah, like, mine... Okay, I'm going to talk about my study. So when I'm going to be talking about retinol, because I just finished a book about skin, uh, The Mysterious Life of Skin, fascinating, great scientific book. And they really helped break down how a lot of the skincare industry is like, for lack of a better scientific word, bullshit. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of... That's always been sort of my... Not to say I didn't think anything would work, but it is an industry that I feel like 
does sort of prey on people's insecurities exactly. and makes claims that are clearly pseudoscientific, even if some aspects I believe probably work. I've always been a little like, okay, obviously it's a massive money-making machine that's going to make these kind of claims yeah. that connect to people. Sometimes even just the way they advertise it, I'm like, you're doing too much that it's actually making me just like not believe. <laughs> so clinically proven to reduce wrinkles, quote unquote, like if you see something that says that, like that means it could just be under a microscope. Like it could be like, could reduce wrinkles, for example, like you said, in vitro. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually going to be something you can physically see on your skin or make a difference like okay. to the human eye. It's kind of interesting. Dermatologically tested. Could have been tried out on one person. Really? Could have been, yeah, it could have been tested on like the person's like parent. They could have had a sample size what? of 10. Yes. Just because there's no regulation around this? There's no regulation around this in the UK. There's not really regulation around this in uh, Canada or America. Wow. So if those are the, like, I mean, the world easy is to make huge, claims. Yeah. but it's like very easy to make claims compared to other things like food. It's not mm. as um, regulated. Active ingredients, um, again, could have been tested in a lab. Like an active ingredient doesn't necessarily have to work on humans. So every time you see these types of words, it's obviously exciting, but it is it, it can be marketing or there's ways to get around it so that you can put that on your products right. without it actually being completely false. Yeah, having looked at this briefly, it reminds me of some other spaces where there are words that get used in this industry. Even things like hypoallergenic, which gets used with dogs or animals, where or gluten from free a scientific on like water bottle. Well, that's actually <laughs> gluten is a you know at least a scientific term that like a scientist would recognize. But no, no, but hypoallergenic people say gluten free on, oh, sorry, on things that don't yeah, like yeah 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 there's like a, yeah you're oh, like, okay, yeah sorry. it's gluten free. I you're like it's a water bottle. Why would there be gluten? In Wait, so bottle? what was that though? The hy hypoallergenic hypoallergenic as an example is actually not a term that scientists would use. It's a marketing term that gets used to describe something that would not necessarily make you have an allergic reaction, huh. but it was, you know what I mean? So that sometimes the industry can create terms that seem scientific, which aren't actually used by scientists. Interesting. So the, the this book really sort of went through a lot of the false claims when it comes to screen cream, and it ended up with a sort of one actual dermatologist-backed, scientifically proven way to reduce wrinkles like wrinkles specifically is what we're talking about yes okay. and it is retinol okay. which is like Ooh. yeah very popular in the skin world like just doing my because research of that claim uh yeah well like like this when i was reading it i was like okay fascinating but i think right. a lot of people have known this for a long time especially uh -huh. people who are really interested in you know as skincare. we said we're not like that good at skincare considering we're gay it's a stereotype <laughs> but um so to start there's a lot of products that have uh that advertise antioxidants as something that help with wrinkles. Um, so that could be like vitamin C, um, vitamin E, selenium. Like these are things that you'll see on products. Okay. And there, and um, there's not very good science behind it. There's small group sizes. They don't really know how stable these antioxidants even are when applied to your skin. They don't really know how deep they absorb. So it's not necessarily saying it's bad. It's just like the science isn't really there okay. from like a meta analysis perspective. Right. You can pick and choose and find your studies and like go ahead. If it makes you feel good, go for it. Whereas like retinol, which is a breakdown product of vitamin A has been found to while topically applied to your skin, decrease wrinkles. 
And an other interesting thing that's also really important is like one of the most effective ways to do this is to just eat like peppers and carrots and things with vitamin mm. A. Like that's a really great way to make your skin actually look oh healthier. Oh my gosh. Do you remember that episode of Magic School Bus where they're eating the seaweedies or whatever and then they find out it's like carrots and like his skin turns orange and then they yeah. realize it's like keratin inside of yes. it? Yes. Okay. That's, that's so interesting. There is a strong connection between eating the uh, vegetables high in vitamin a and you actually having skin that people appear to look quite healthy really yes like like yeah so i mean it, i guess it's not that surprising that eating healthy foods would help exactly like, i don't i don't actually don't know no but no, it just no feels it's like true it's like intuitive. it's like it's like so many things like people want a magic serum but really it's about getting good amounts of like sleep having a healthy a magic diet serum. <laughs> yeah have a healthy diet ha um working out like all these things are always like the most important there's also Ugh, genetic that factors. is so annoying though you know and it's like well you actually have to work hard for it well i don't know <laughs> i think it's interesting because the book talked a lot about studies where they asked to tell whether someone was more tanned than another person and even and and if, if they okay some person who was not actually more tanned than someone else but who ate more vitamin a like carrots and vegetables appeared to the viewer to be more tanned so it's mm. like they, maybe it's like they appeared to have healthier yes not necessarily from like a like uh you know pimple perspective or something but from that sort of like color perspective you mean exactly that, it, like, they actually appeared more tanned like that's obviously what the magic school bus was like like taking it can hyperbo impact your skin. hyperbolic approach yeah. to but it can impact your skin so it's like again oh my God, like, okay we need to buy some carrots immediately well i if you haven't noticed <laughs> i'm eating like literally just like raw peppers <laughs> into my mouth but it's like that's just an example you like do do that it is. i mean i do that all the time but even now more than ever i'm like oh but boring. i think that like that is an example of like people want a magic serum to just uh -huh. rub on their face but to me i'm like eating delicious vegetables and peppers isn't that hard like it, like if you know Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For that information, it's like that's also a great way or maybe it's another reason to just be more healthy i'd like to throw veggies. out a caveat that both of us at least now don't experience very many skin problems so i think it's easy to, like of course people want a magic serum and some people will probably eat really healthy and still have bad skin so i just want to like make sure we acknowledge that oh that for it's sure not, yeah it's not yeah, just yeah. your food like there's a lot of factors here obviously your genetics your life circumstance your environment are going to impact your skin whether it's from a color level a grease level a pimple level those kind of things and i know it can probably be really frustrating for people who suffer from skin issues when they hear like 
two people will be like, you just have to eat carrots. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I'm just talking about people who like want to get a tan. It's right. Like, don't and go well, in the and, sun. And you're mostly talking about wrinkles. Right? I'm talking about wrinkles. This, and yeah. I'm just talking about like appearing like literally right. tanned. Skin. Yeah. Like it's actually about whether or not someone appears tanned or not. It's like if you eat like vegetables high in vitamin A, you will be perceived to be more tanned than someone who Wow. Does. That is actually the best campaign for vegetables. I know because we got to think of other ways. Although it's like, I don't know how. Wait, how can many... we make a video that's a parody of like a fake? Ice cream ad that is just eating vegetables. Honestly, so much of this Let's book is like, yeah, it's about <laughs> that. that. It's like, it's like you can't just rub things on your face. You just have to like eat healthy and go to sleep. Okay, <laughs> but can we rub peppers on her face as the joke? I mean, that might be a little misleading, <laughs> but like, why not? Let's go. And for it'll it. be like pepper. You know what I mean? Yeah, or we just bite it. Cheesy ads, like a Drag Race like parody. Whenever they do those like ads for like their carrot, nom 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 nom, like a rabbit. Um. So yeah, skin, this is about, now we're focusing on wrinkles, backing back into this study. It's about wrinkles. So skin aging is very complex. It's genetics, it's metabolism, it's hormones, but it's mostly sun exposure, especially white people. I'm looking at me and my ancestors, okay? (laughs) Get the hell out of the sun because you do age horribly. We age horribly, Mm. okay, compared to other skin well types. having light skin would mean that your body is sort of meant to not be like in in regions where you wouldn't get intense sunlight anyway. yeah and it's like so then so going then when you don't go, go in it. Yeah, when you go to the intense sunlight <laughs> regions to sit in the sun all day long that is obviously intense oh my god but okay. we kind of talked about so i i didn't realize that not everyone had this because you don't but i think a lot of people do when the sun touches my skin it feels so good that i've always assumed in my life that it has to be not that everything that feels good is good for you, obviously, but when I'm outside and it's kind of cold, I'm like uncomfortable. As soon as the sun comes, like I do love sitting in the sun because there's something I don't care about being tanned at all. You know, I've gone through phases where I want to be more or less tanned, but ultimately it just feels so nice to sit in the sun to me. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, I could, I, it's like, it's the painful last too. Yeah. You, you do. like don't, not that you don't sit in the sun. Sometimes you do, but I think you do it more if you wanted to tan in the past. Yeah. Or if I'm swimming and drying off, like it's right. like, it's not, uh, but I could just particularly I could enjoyable. just do it as a mechanism to feel relaxed. Okay. Well, the another part of this book talks about, it's about 20% of people actually get a sort of physiological high from being in the mm-hmm. sun. And that is, uh, an, an issue for some people because in right. general it it's be not good to be in the sun and some people it, yeah. it can be addictive yes to uh, literally get, you know people get addicted to tanning of course yeah for mm. like reasons being they think that they look better when they look in the mirror yeah. but also because it actually makes them physiologically feel good wow. almost you know like eating junk food or something like that but it's not good it's, it's not good it's not good for your skin yeah um, I'm curious before we jump into my study. I know Wait, I didn't even like oh my gosh, my you're study. Not done. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I'm, like, I'm like, like we're done. I'm like, what? I have to explain what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, okay, what are you saying then? Okay, I guess I guess started with the really answer. found it like you wrap that one up, but okay. Uh wait, okay, really? Yeah, no, I, I maybe I'm wrong. No, just no, on. I was just trying to say like retinol. Yes. So they're called retinoids, which is like if you look at products retinaldehyde, retinoic acid, retinal esters are what can be topically added to your skin to affect cellular differentiation by increasing proliferation of the epidermis and can cause thickening of your skin. So they actually have physiological, cellular, biological pathways that they understand as to why topical application of retinol and its like counterparts 
can help with wrinkles. <laughs> I'm literally like, hey, throw out the carrots, buy the retinol. Yeah, yeah. Well, or both, or both, or both. <laughs> we were like, who? Everyone just wants a miracle drug. It's like, actually, get me that. That's what I mean. That's why I was like, I wasn't done. I'm like, you can use retinol, but it's like, um, you have to start really small and low because it does thin your epidermis. And so, for example, don't do it in the morning because it actually makes you, in some cases, more susceptible to sunlight. Oh, but that's scary. Yeah, but most of the time, people will say on the bottle like it's a nighttime serum, and it it, it can cause a lot of irritation. Like it's actually oh, I hate that affecting your um, ability to essentially generate from your dermis into your epidermis. Skin. It's affecting your body in an interesting way that it's not just like a passive cream, which is also kind of interesting. Okay, I'm going back to carrots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, it's like it's kind of using your own risk because f- to talk about my own skincare thing, like when I do it, I honestly started. You doing have it? it? No, I don't. Like, I I realize what I what I like buy is a lot of these things. It's like vitamin C and vitamin <laughs> A, and it is BS. And I honestly have always thought. It is BS. It was it was a it was a bit of a coronavirus thing where I was like, I right. need, have a little like ritual. Yeah, it was a ritual. It's like it it always in my head has been about me feeling better and me hmm. feeling grounded, not actually affecting my skin. And now reading this book and understanding these studies, I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly what it was. Cause right. none of it has retinol. And now I ordered retinol. But <laughs> I wonder. Sometimes I'm like, no, I'm I love science, obviously, but sometimes I'm just like, would I be better off being ignorant and having the placebo effect of all these positive things? I mean, because obviously exactly. that ritual, that's what, but will, that's what you I mean. think I'm not you can stop. Okay, fair. But sometimes people like there's a lot of studies that show sometimes placebo actually ends up making something happen. Not to say that your placebo will fix your skin, but there are examples of placebo in and of itself giving people certain attributes in their life in certain studies. That's fine. funny. It's like knowing too much about science means that you can't have like any sometimes. Other yeah, of I wonder about that or just yeah, the never positive psychological that. effects of different tricks and mm-hmm. stuff that if you know they don't technically work when studied, then you're like oh i wish i just kind of lived in ignorance for that because i kind of made me feel good (laughs) yeah well let's get into your study because it's about moisturizer which is another sort of acute thing you can do to your skin so it's not like when you're applying moisturizers you're getting nothing you're getting like you might look in the mirror and be like oh i think are you better you don't know know my study yet girl okay (laughs) okay so mine is does face cream moisturizing effect actually help anything okay cool that's the big question because you know yes i'd say that's kind of the main property that most face creams have at the very least they're moisturizing is what they claim to be on top of whether it's like anti-wrinkle with collagen and all those things that you were talking about okay Um, collagen does not work anything that has collagen in it the molecule is too large to get into your body when applied topically so if you see something like a cream that's like claims to have collagen and help your wrinkles bs continue (laughs) good to know um i think all my face masks have that on them (laughs) i know me too and i'm like what so basically what i never had really thought about before but this study set up was that dry skin in and of itself isn't a medical concern right so from Hmm. the medical community just having dry skin there's not really a major negative impact on your health. Hmm. The main concern for sort of average dry skin is discomfort for people. So that that's a yeah, real concern, but it's not necessarily medical. However, there are on the extreme and serious cases that can result in cracks and fissures 
that invite infection and, and inflammation. So some can be bad. If you have really dry skin, then yes, it yeah. can lead. So there is there is a good enough reason to want to keep your skin moisturized. Moisturized. <laughs> um, moisturized. And uh, but for I'd say for the general population, obviously, like when my skin's dry, it can get itchy. But I've never been like, oh my gosh, I'm so dry that I'm cracking or bleeding or something like that, which mm-hmm. I do think happens. So that's what this study was looking at. Can moisturizer help? the serious medical implications of very dry skin. Make sense? Yes. So it was testing the effectiveness of creams in minimizing specifically something called skin tears. And they were using a group of aged care residents. So Mm -hmm. elderly people who probably are more prone to dry skin and, uh, were, and, and obviously these cracks would cause a more serious issue if they were to get infected or something like that. Yeah. Basically, they had two random groups made up of these elderly patients. One did daily moisturizing twice, and okay. the other just stuck with their usual skincare routine, whatever it was. So it could have been before. maybe four times if they were really into it or none at all. Probably not. I think I think most of them weren't necessarily doing skincare. Yeah, okay, interesting. From, from what I gathered. And then they collected data over six months to see, does this moisturizing actually help them over the long term? So... Here are the results. There were. Thir- <laughs> you stopped talking. I'm the, trying the to. So, podcast ends. <laughs> so by the end of it, 400. So third. Okay. Let me get the right numbers. 1,396 <laughs> skin tears were recorded over the period that happened on 424 residents. So over the six oh months, God. that's how many skin tears happened. Um, based on like their testing of the skin and stuff. Oh. But what they found was that. Applying moisturizer twice daily reduced the incidence of skin tears by almost 50%. Wow. So most of those skin tears, like twice as many, were happening in people who just stuck to their regular regimen. So this is very much talking about moisturizer as an actual effective thing for something that is dangerous. Like, that's interesting. I've never thought of it as... And maybe not as dangerous for the quote-unquote average person, but still relevant to know, especially as we all age, especially... When you're in just climate. doing something for me in the winter, uh, I get really dry skin. I know some people who um, wash their hands a lot, especially with coronavirus. But some people have like com- compulsive uh, and needs to wash workers, their hands, people so who work in cracking hospitals. their hands. And if your hands are bleeding and cracking, like for sure, this is a really important thing that you can be doing is moisturizing your skin because basically all it's doing and. While I was reading this, it was like all face creams, moisturizers do this to the same extent. Like there's not necessarily one kind that's better than the other. They're really all just trying to hold water in your skin. Most face creams and moisturizers, the main ingredient is water. And they're just, (laughs) they're mixed with oils, different kinds Mm. to either lock it in. Because if you just push water on your face, it just falls off. So they're either bringing water to your skin and holding it on so that it gets plump and nice. Or they're locking the oils or locking the water that's already there in so it doesn't evaporate off. Hmm. Um, but yeah, for the for the general population, um, if you have dry skin on your face or body, definitely moisturizer is an effective way to reduce that. Wow, okay, cool. I didn't know that people just used to use Vaseline. And then the reason they stopped doing it, because and it was really, really effective, but it just makes you really greasy. And now that like it's kind of like hip and cool to look like <laughs> dewy, I'm like, people should just go back to rubbing Vaseline on they, their face. Some probably do. Maybe, isn't there a really funny Benyama video where he just like covers, he's like, oh, he's doing a face yeah, jersey yeah, and just I like takes that. like a swallow of Vaseline <laughs> and covers his whole face. But you people are not onto something. <laughs> so I, it's not that you can't use Vaseline. And I think now, now people might be worried about like clogging pores. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't looked into it. But the studies and the um, 
sort of like I was reading like a Harvard Health um, article about this was saying that was a perfectly effective way and it just makes your skin really greasy, which people didn't like. Wow. Okay. So if you want to take away our skincare routine for today, moisturizer, still in. Get it? Moisturize, <laughs> especially if you have dry skin. It's helping to keep the like moisture pump into your face. Another thing in this book was saying is that, yeah, a lot of the time when people apply things that have collagen in them, even though the collagen isn't helping with your wrinkles, the moisturizing properties of that yeah. cream are going to make when you look in the mirror yourself look and yeah, feel... Typically- face masks and stuff even if they're saying collagen improving wrinkles maybe it's not going to do that but it's it's still moisturizing your face this (laughs) is what i mean it's not it's not only trying to do that almost every product is a moisturizer yeah and that's also a really like fun part i think about if i had a skin an intense skincare routine would maybe just be that applying the things looking and being like oh i feel moisturized i also want to say though why we got to be so scared of wrinkles you know well that's a really interesting aspect of is there a negative impact to like a health impact like or is it purely aesthetic to quote-unquote not look old i've done so many quote-unquote it's (laughs) i mean this is a deeper conversation i think it has a lot more to do with our western okay let's let's frame this as i can only speak to the culture that we sort of live in which is like very american we live in north america we're canadian but inundated with american culture i think it's probably very similar in britain and other like Anglo-Saxon places that I'm trying to think of, okay. colonized places. But there's an obsession with youth. There really is. Like you, even what we were talking about early, like earlier with like, or maybe we weren't talking about it earlier, but like music, like even just like who is popular. Right. Like it's very challenging as people age to still sort of be like glorified and head out, head, held yep. up on a pedestal. Like so, there's a cultural thing there where we are obsessed with youth and a lot of that could maybe be linked to like quote unquote I just did it beauty <laughs> that like we are thinking that young people are beautiful which is in fact in my opinion not true there's like so many They're beautiful aspects ugly. of <laughs> well there's like well I mean it's just like beautiful aspects of like being wise and being right. old and it's like as I age I am like it's interesting how you s- maintain I feel like being attracted to people your same age and older. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like when I look around, and I see like a 23 yeah. year old, I'm like, oh my god, it looks like a weird a child. <laughs> but um no, I know what you're saying. Also, yeah. death. Like, I also think right. it is. It's like oh, wrinkles are a, you know, in a brilliant example of the passing of time. The fact that your physical being is now aging. So I, I, I think when people aren't wanting wrinkles, if they really stop and think about it, I'm like, in my head, it's maybe linked to those two things. Like, on one hand, it's just being like, I think that younger people are more attractive, and I think that like. You know, we are obsessed and told that young people without wrinkles are beautiful. And B, I think that they might look at their wrinkles and think, oh, my God, I'm one step closer to... It reminds to... you of the inevitability yeah. of death in life. Uh, th- Maybe. I mean, that's what I think. Yeah. What do you think? Like, you, you asked the question. Like, I, Oh, I think I, you're totally I think. right. Okay. I think that is, like, most of society. I would imagine most societies, even if other cultures appreciate and respect their elders more i think there's always in every culture this sort of like glorification of youth and beauty which in some ways is healthy and okay of course we want to celebrate young people because even their minds are so unique and interesting and all those things so i think it's more than just the anti-death or the anti-aging and there's like something beautiful about like what young people are uh but there is something to be said about getting your sort of like emotional intellectual head around aging and learning to love 
the concept of aging that would make you save a bunch of money on skin creams. You know what I mean? Like Correct. <laughs> make you sort of yes. not have to like maybe spend money on like Botox or these things. And I think a lot of people do participate in that culture for a variety of reasons that aren't necessarily like, it doesn't mean that you're like mentally unhealthy at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, I, I sometimes think, because I, I, we all fall for it. I fall for it too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still like, like look at some of my age and if they talk about, I don't know so much, but if they talk about how they don't have wrinkles or how they got Botox, I might be like, oh wow, cool. Yeah, like you actually don't. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Like I might be like, that's amazing. <laughs> it's like, well, why am I saying that? But I do think that there is probably like a good point to stop and think like, why am I doing this? Not to fix anything, but just to think about it and yeah. like investigate it, I guess. I think for me, something going forward that I could get into is I do like the idea of rituals. I think rituals can be really important if you actually take the time to have it mm-hmm. slow you down and appreciate yeah. it as this sort of like instead of just slapping it on because it's gonna like quote unquote not give you wrinkles or all these yeah. things that you're thinking about if it's actually like no it makes me it's like you know brushing my teeth then i do my face then i have my shower like it can be nice in that way or maybe like it's my relaxed wind almost. down of like yeah. i'm taking care and i'm actually being aware of the skin on my body and thinking about those things i think there's something nice about that mm-hmm. that i think rituals provide a sort of mental health or clarity or like you said meditation that if you do it consciously then i think that can be really nice and i I like it for that reason like when i i I know you have a few things and there's been times when we just kind of have like a chill night and maybe we like have a bath together and then we both do the little face things and it is really nice it can be it just feels nice it smells nice it gives you this sense of sort of relaxation and i know that's a construct in some ways because these smells we've been told give us this and this you know you're like it's like we got to stop talking about this. we got to keep that placebo alive <laughs> like, true. no no i think you can build ritual knowing yeah. that ritual can also be an important way to get into a zone get into a mood faster than you could just like just sitting there if you want to relax a ritual can like put yeah you somewhere faster for me i'm like oh that's actually so true but so often i'm i like bought it for that reason but <laughs> now i'm just like eh, it's slip slap slop like i'm just like it's just like oh i'm just right like, you get used to it and you're like I'm put like, it on yeah. wait i'm not getting that part of it because i just like I, yeah i'm used to it now i don't think about it that much and i just like yeah. put things all over my face that are like super expensive. hedonic adaptation girl yes exactly good Lord, every, the hedonic adaptation. Every single thing. You got to now find a new routine every freaking three months so that you can be stimulated and excited in this world. Well, anyways, <laughs> I found that like, I don't know. I find face creams fascinating, but I think a lot of other people do a lot more than we do. So I'd be really sure. curious for people to let us know like what they think about this conversation. If they have any sort of other things that they swear by, I would love to look more into it. Maybe mm-hmm. make an ASAP science video because right now I have it based on sort of like four or five studies I've read in a book, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there are people who have read right. a lot about like this. Like in depth into this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious where the science, you know, lines up with a lot of the claims in this like billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we should make some videos. Skin is just very interesting, whether we're talking about wrinkles or not, even thinking about makeup application, sunscreen application, the sun exposure, like our the organ that we is, all see, like yeah, we can actually and like touch. And yeah. it's just, it's I don't just know what my liver looks like, but I know what my skin looks like. <laughs> yeah. The liver might not be so good. 
at this age. But um, oh my gosh, we're not that old. It's a very adaptable arm. True. Okay, I just was trying to make. Are you dragging on me for drinking? Dra- <laughs> I am not. I don't drink that much. I swear, I don't drink that much. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm actually curious what everyone thinks. I think we should look more into it and make some cool videos about this yeah. other podcast. Maybe bring on some skin experts onto the podcast. But Dermatology. you know, hashtag side note podcast or tweet us or Instagram us or whatever if you want to know or tell us more about this. Otherwise, we will see you guys next week for another podcast. Peace. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.